Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Undisputed Future Podcast, episode 60. Another milestone. Cannot believe, cannot believe the show has been going as long as it has. There's nothing short of excellence to talk about whenever it comes to NXT, and all I can say is how grateful I am to have each and every one of you listening, and how awesome it is to be able to sit here and deliver my NXT thoughts, especially especially on such a memorable episode on July 11th. It is July 14th, Saturday. Uh, I'm just getting back from the last ever Warp Tour cross-country tour, PNC Bank Center in New Jersey. A couple posts regarding that up on the Twitter and my personal Twitter, at CD Danny Mac. So if anybody wants to check those things out, uh, feel free. But I'm exhausted emotionally and physically from that. And I'm emotionally exhausted from this episode of NXT taking place on July 11th. Starting things off with Adam Cole, baby, taking on Danny Burch. Burch continuing to fight against the ways of the Undisputed Era. And this, I mentioned it before, a Cobra Kai jock sort of mentality is the biggest comparison to me. They got the yellow and black color scheme. They have that smug appeal about them, and there's just, there's a little bit of Johnny Lawrence in Adam Cole if you really take the two comparisons from the Karate Kid movie. So Danny Burch continues to be the Daniel son fighting off the Cobra Kai, and represent one-two punch. Oni Lorcan unfortunately out with an orbital eye injury taking place at their NXT Tag Team Championship contest, which you can never cut either one of these guys short of their fighting spirits. Danny Burch looking to avenge his tag team partner in the in the way of self-esteem, yes, but also to avenge the first ever North American title defense opportunity lost by Oni Lorcan at the hands of the Undisputed Era's interference outside. So Danny looking to avenge a victory for himself and his tag team partner, and there was a lot lying on this match, but the aggression... And a lot of hair flips out of Adam Cole. Adam Cole just just up improving this episode, guys. That the youth outranked and outperformed the experience of Danny Burch. Danny Burch, not just an NXT talent, a 15-year vet over in the United Kingdom. But you can't sell him short. A determined Danny, the boxing Burch, would always strike hard. Always trying to deliver and... I guess, swell the lips shut of Adam Cole so he can't jabber jaw anymore. Adam Cole definitely showing why he's the champion, jawing at his opponents. Definitely no shortage of smack talk from the leader of the Undisputed Era. You're not on my level. You'll never beat me. You'll never be on my level. Just just things to this effect that really show the smugness of Adam Cole. And Adam Cole really ending this match with the points that he wants to be the man. And quite frankly, in NXT record books, he's already the man. He has an accolade that cannot be replicated. He's an inaugural champion. He's a first ever NXT North American champion. He is the guy in that respect. But Adam Cole is a fighter. Adam Cole will constantly tell you how good he perceives himself to be, and the NXT audience will definitely back him up. The Adam Cole Bay Bay, if you did not hear it from Royal Albert Hall, 
yeah, it's it, it's kind of over. I mean, it gets somewhat of of a reaction, but I'm going to digress away from the sarcasm and jump right back into admiring Danny Birch, despite not picking up the victory, almost upsetting things with his Tower of London technique and his constant striking, the boxing Birch background I mentioned just a couple seconds ago. But Adam Cole's absolute intensity by the end of this one really took over. He delivered the brain buster onto his knee. He delivered the last shot knee strike. And Adam Cole, with the absolute intensity by the end of this one, has beaten both of the former tag team title contenders in Oni Lorcan and in Danny Burch in singles action. Undisputed era absolutely has the number of one-two punch. These guys, once Oni Lorcan is healthy are really going to have to go back to the drawing board as a tag team and pick up a couple W's strung together. I know they had their victories in the past in six-man action, and Danny Burch was able to pin Kyle O'Reilly. I am not disputing any of that. But since their NXT title contest, this this loss by Danny Burch, and even the singles match that arguably started the whole thing and the rivalry between these two teams the first ever North American title defense. These things, there's been a lot of ups and downs for Danny Birch and Oni Larkin, and I really feel that a regrouping is necessary post-injury when Oni Larkin returns, and I wish Oni a speedy recovery. He's tough, he's determined, he is resilient in the ring. I can only imagine how he would be with a little bit of rehab and rest and relaxation, just aching to jump back in between the ropes. But Danny Birch is definitely going to be able to hold his own in singles action. A great match here on this edition of NXT Television with Adam Cole. I'll probably be discussing Danny Birch taking a couple losses between now and when Oni returns, but I'm more than happy just to see him on NXT Television. It's always fun to talk about a namesake talent in Danny Birch. Let's drift away from the singles action of the tag team division and jump into a little bit of women's action. Guys, I just personally finished Glow on Netflix. Incredible show, and I couldn't have timed my finishing of season two any better than with the jumpstart that the NXT women's division has gotten on this edition of NXT TV. It's an angle you know I've been aching to discuss. Well, my constant listeners have been, but this is Standing Up to the Bully, a Candice LeRae interview confronting Shayna Baszler, just kind of leads one thing into another, and the confrontation with Shayna did not go unanswered. Candice LeRae, Candice Wrestling, was sick of the current NXT Women's Champion running her mouth, and this is Standing Up to the Bully. This is taking no nonsense. LeRae slapping Shayna. Slapping Shayna. Slap the taste out of the current NXT Women's Champion. I'm so excited. This is standing up to the bully, guys. This is what I've been discussing here, Team NXT. This is all of my martial arts training saying, yes, this is the right thing to do. You need to shut the bully up because I've always been told if you know somebody's going to hit you, Team NXT, you hit them first. You make it out of there with the best possible health. Loray taking it to Shayna and saying, I'm not backing down. I'm taking that title from around 
your shoulder. An absolutely really big development moment for Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae certainly drifting away from the interference in the Gargano and Champa rivalry, and I like it. I like the spotlight being shown on Candice LeRae as an in-ring competitor. This is why I was excited for her to sign with NXT all this time. <laughs> She's Johnny Gargano's favorite wrestler, if that says anything. I And he doesn't even have to say that, or at least he's said that he doesn't have to say that. Anyway, Candice LeRae standing up to Shayna Baszler, a big moment for her on NXT, a big moment for me as a fan and a martial artist and somebody who is as anti-bullying as can be, a huge moment for Candice LeRae and showing just a little bit of blindsiding for Baszler. I think it did Shayna a little bit of due justice. Drifting away from those two for a moment, we have Dakota Kai and Lacey Evans' confrontation as well. Dakota Kai looking to work her way back up, win by win, but a lady can elevate the division. A lady like Lacey is where the class of NXT women's competition needs to be. Lacey Evans is one of the quickest rising stars in that division. She's really been a standout. I thoroughly enjoyed that rivalry with the pirate princess Kyrie Sane. Not to take anything away from Bianca Belair, but I'm much more impressed I'm much more personally impressed with the rise of Lacey Evans. Maybe because of how much she's doing. She's the Marine and she's a mother full time. That's never a side job, folks, so there's, there's a whole lot of credit to be given throughout the NXT Women's Division, without a doubt. But I'm very impressed lately with the work of Lacey Evans, especially behind the microphone. A lady can elevate the division, but according to Evans, Dakota Kai does not have those traits. But next week, I believe a confrontation will be due between Kai and Evans. That has the promise of an exciting matchup. And moving even deeper into NXT women's division coverage, Vanessa Bourne would take on Kyrie Sane after a couple verbal jabs about the way Sane dresses. Why does she dress like a pirate? Kyrie Sane didn't need much to combat that. Kyrie simply said, maybe you should focus on fighting and less on what she dresses like. Maybe Vanessa Bourne will string together a couple wins here in NXT. So Vanessa Bourne getting to step into the ring with the Mae Young Classic Tournament winner. I mentioned Glow on Netflix a little bit earlier, and number one, if you haven't checked it out yet, go out of your way to binge watch both seasons. Diehard women's competition fan or not, if you love good driven stories and want to know exactly how this great aspect of a sport is constructed, it really dives deep into that as well. But I'm not going to drift into too much of a Netflix podcast. I'm just going to say that Vanessa Bourne has an 80s vibe about her that I personally think would do well on Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. She's definitely seeing herself as a gorgeous lady of wrestling. Vanessa Bourne sees herself as a vision. The vision, Vanessa, there's... If you've listened to me before, you know how big of a fan of alliteration I am. 
I think it works for Vanessa Bourne, especially if that nickname can take off. But the Pirate Princess, Kairi Sane, is on a treasure hunt in NXT. Pirate Princess declaring her intentions for that NXT Women's Championship. A rematch with Shayna Baszler possibly due in the near future. I'll get to the post-match interview after I discuss what Vanessa Bourne did out there. Obviously, with a lot to prove against the Mae Young Classic winner. Bourne did have a slight advantage with the size and the power. Diminutive dynamo. Diminutive means smaller for those of you who don't want to whip out a a thesaurus while listening to the show. Vanessa Bourne with a slight power advantage, but makes a pivotal pandering mistake, and that's just not something you can do against somebody as seasoned as Kyrie Sane. Pandering to the crowd just a little bit much, Kyrie Sane anchors down a harsh-looking Boston Crab submission holds. Really kind of looked like an anchor all fused together and It was really, really intense there, guys. If you haven't caught the ending of that matchup, just check out Kyrie Sane's new finisher on a GIF somewhere. I like how they're shifting away from the constant, insane elbow endings. It hurts my spine just watching that play out sometimes, so I like to look out for in-ring competitors' safety, especially somebody I am a huge fan of. And it's always exciting to deliver a wicked, cross-legged Boston Crab with a bridge, with a beautiful bridge by Kyrie Sane to pick up the victory over Vanessa Bourne. Bourne falls to the bridge, but not without an impressive in-ring showing, displaying that power, displaying how far her performance center training is coming. But I do want to focus primarily on Kyrie Sane. The Mae Young Classic winner had a message to send to the current NXT Women's Champion. I beat you before. I am going to do it again and again and again and again and again and again. Full Sail University really got into this. And again and again and again and again. I am coming for the treasure. Ahoy! I'm all in on the pirate gimmick here, guys. I I don't agree with Vanessa Bourne. I'm a big fan of the personality behind Kyrie Sane. And Kyrie Sane, as well as, as of this edition of NXT, it was a fatal four-way between Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Kyrie Sane, and Nikki Cross for a number one contendership for Shayna Baszler's NXT title. But... As of this podcast, it is 11.46 p.m. Wow. On Saturday, July 14th, Bianca Belair unfortunately suffering a injury and will not be competing in this fatal four-way match. So it's two weeks time. The Pirate Princess, Kyrie Sane, Candice freaking wrestling, Candice LeRae, and the psychotic Scott Sanity's twisted sister, who I can't wait to see on SmackDown already. Sorry about that little sidetrack there. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross, Candice LeRae, Kyrie Sane, a blockbuster triple threat match scheduled for two weeks' time. Number one contendership. Who will battle Baszler? Give me your thoughts on that, Team NXT. 
I'm so happy with the developments of NXT Women's Division on this episode. So many segments, so many different spotlights to point the talents on. I mentioned how impressive I am with Lacey Evans. Dakota Kai's moveset, one of the most impressive on the roster right now. Bianca Belair, nobody has shown and risen through the ranks, I feel, as quickly as she has. Nikki Cross, always a joy to watch. Probably the most talented women in all of WWE. And if you don't believe me, check out my interview with founding member of Sanity, Sawyer Fulton, after you check out this edition of the podcast. Women's division is shaping up nicely, but who will battle Baszler in Brooklyn? Wow, it took me four takes to get that right. No, I'm just kidding. It, uh, it only took me two. Moving on away from that, let's talk about Aleister Black and Tommaso Ciampa. Aleister Black scheduled to speak on Ciampa and confronted by Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano saying with ire, Ciampa can not be champion. Everything that Johnny Gargano stands for is in three weeks' time. Can Aleister Black successfully keep the title out of the Black Hearts' crutches? This is all that cares, that Johnny Gargano cares about. I'm laughing because I said crutches, I meant clutches, but I'm not going to bother recording over that because crutches makes all the sense in the world. When you think about this Champa and Gargano rivalry, alright, I'm going to drift away from the puns there and talk about the vicious attack that Aleister Black unfortunately suffered at the hands of Tommaso Champa, a devastating DDT, very parallel to the one that earned him the victory against Johnny Gargano at TakeOver. Tommaso Ciampa just getting the black on the current NXT champion. Where was Johnny to give Aleister Black a helping hand? We know Aleister Black tends to roam by himself, so I'm just kind of posing that as a rhetorical question. But Tommaso Ciampa's his strategies know no depth. It's it's as low as you can go blindsiding Black like that. It's it's a few weeks' time you'll have your hands on him, Champa. Let him speak his mind. We all know that you got your chance to speak your mind and mock Aleister Black, which quite frankly, if you mock if you mock the Dutch destroyer, you uh I'd, I'd try and get the advantage as many times as I can because I have a feeling that Tommaso Ciampa has very few, very, very few days to live with a properly working jaw. You can ask the Leviathan Lars Sullivan how it feels to be taken out by a black mass. I have a feeling after a black mass, especially after this devastating backstage attack, Tommaso Ciampa, he's going to get the Greys kicked out of his scraggly beard. So Aleister Black, unfortunately, not able to speak on his number one contender this week. Let's hope bigger things are in store for him next week on NXT television. But it really did not get any bigger than this. I was I was rocking my brain trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to make episode 60 especially special? Luckily for me, the representing members of the Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly and Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate and trainer Trent Seven, did all of the work 
for me. A tremendous NXT Tag Team Title Rematch. It's UE versus UM, the rematch from Royal Albert Hall. These four men have been putting on clinics. You know what? Not just these four men. When their powers combined for British Strong Style and Pete Dunne joins Mustache Mountain, and when Adam Cole is able to lead Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly against these three men, it was an unbelievable six-man tag team match during the WWE United Kingdom Championship 2. So these six guys and the combination of them have been putting on unbelievable matches these past, I want to say maybe three weeks removed from the WWE United Kingdom Championship, couple of days. I'm sure we're at least a month from when it was actually recorded at this point, but probably three, maybe four weeks from from the initial airing date on the WWE Network. But a hot start at the bell, a hot crowd in Full Sail University, no UK crowd to hold up your boys. I believe, uh, as Roderick Strong or Kyle O'Reilly was able to put it, we know Kyle O'Reilly loves a good cause. That's what initiated this rematch cause for this matchup. And what a matchup it was, Team NXT. I really hope everybody listening to it ha- to me right now has, has seen the match itself because trying to describe such great storytelling and how it played out in the ring, and the talents of each individual involved in this match. It's kind of like trying to describe a rainbow to a blind person. It's I'm going to try my best. I think I'm very good at what I do. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I think I'm, I'm pretty good at this 60 episodes in, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my darndest to have a conversation about it. But most important takeaway you can take away from this is to go on the WWE Network Watch NXT Tag Team Competition at its very finest and watch storytelling of professional wrestling at its very finest. And not finest in the way that Kona Reeves thinks that he's finest. I mean finest as in top tier quality. I might as well say it. I mean glorious. Now let's focus on the matchup where the focus was on Trent Seven's knee. Trent Seven's knee getting a vicious Beat down and knee to the steps. Just absolute torture for Trent Seven during this one. But the tag in for Tyler was hot. The tag in for Tyler Bate was hot. That young first ever WWE UK champion. The offense is always on fire. It's always high octane. And it's it's unbelievable power. It's underestimated power by Tyler Bate. The guy is built like a brick house, but being able to pull off a helicopter spin and a giant swing on guys that are the size of Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, not an easy feat for a guy in his young 20s. I almost said mid-20s. No, 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 no. Tyler Bate is a youngin'. He's maybe 21. I think he just was able to get a beer here in the United States, although judging by his workout regimen, I really don't think a pint of L is anywhere in uh, in his schedule. Trent Seven, I see, downing a, downing a pint or two, maybe. But regardless, let's drift away from, uh, from personal adjectives here. Tyler the Tank Bait, with the power and the hot tag, but Trent Seven 
doing all his best, doing what he can for his students. The longest initiated knee bar in NXT history by Kyle O'Reilly. A distraught Tyler Bate on the ring apron. And I loved this little bit of information as well. The fact that there was emphasis on the one save rule from the referee to Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate, we all know, is a gentleman. We all know he's willing to play by the rules and be a great sportsman. Playing by the one save rule, reminded by the referee, standing on the apron, extending his hand out as far as it can possibly go to his teacher, to the man who got him here. But it was just not enough. Not enough reach for Trent Seven. Too much pain on his knee. Too much pain etched in his face. And too much for Tyler to take. Throwing in the towel for his team. How often do you see a wrestling match finish like this? Especially in the 2000s. What's a twist in a modern era tag team championship match? Tyler throws in the towel for Mustache Mountain. He could not bear to see his mentor and more importantly, his friend in that much pain. Tyler Bate knows about knee injuries. It kept him and Mustache Mountain out of the initial Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament. And if you really reflect on that and you go through the entire journey from Tyler Bate's knee injury to where we are now, Tyler Bate getting hurt played a big role in Undisputed Era holding the NXT Tag Team Championships and it played another role because Undisputed Era has joined the revival in being two-time NXT Tag Team Champions. Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong walking out with the win. No UK crowd to back Mustache Mountain could have played a significant role in this loss. But great storytelling. I can't emphasize. I cannot emphasize. I'm tongue-tied just talking about this matchup again, team. It was incredible. Do yourself a favor as a wrestling fan. And if you haven't watched this one Go back and watch it. I might go back right after I'm done here and throw that on before I go to bed, but I am unfortunately wiped by the incredible experience that was Warp Tour. So thank you all for joining me on the Undisputed Future Podcast. This has been UFP60. I'm the voice that is your choice, CD, Danny Mac. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media at podcast underscore UF is the Twitter at Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word is the Instagram. You'll find a few pictures up there. You'll mostly find snaps of my dog, but for those animal lovers and wrestling fans alike, be sure to follow the Instagram. Link up with the Facebook. Go ahead and like that page. Occasional posts are there as well. But most importantly, thank you for listening to me on your favorite podcasting platform. I'm available on SoundCloud. My most popular advertised link because my RSS feed is hosted there. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all those third-party sites that leech off my feed and deliver to it on all mediums. I'm doing my best to find my way onto Spotify, but until then, 
Join me next week for discussion on the July 18th edition of NXT. We have Dakota Kai versus Lacey Evans to look forward to, amongst much more. For this edition, though, I am C.D. Danny Mac, the voice that is your choice. Feel free to follow my personal Twitter account at C-D-A-N-N-Y-M-A-C, the voice that is your choice for NXT discussion. Happy Rusev Day. Enjoy Extreme Rules, Team NXT, and I will talk to you next time.